0: Welcome to the World Hoops Podcast. World Hoops is a global basketball organization that has the mission to help communities and societies grow through the great game of basketball. In this episode of our podcast, we get to talk with Coach Mike Neeme from Katie Taylor High School out of Katie, Texas. And we discuss the topic on shooting. And we try to answer the question, is there a perfect form in developing a great shot? So I'm here with Coach Mike Nemi, who has played basketball at Southern Methodist University. And he's a current coach at Katie Taylor High School in Katy, Texas, and he's been a world co- hoops coach in Bona Aceh and in Malaysia and Singapore for the past six years. So, Mike, it's great to have you on.
1: Oh, I appreciate you having me. It's good to, good to talk with some hoops with, with a good friend.
0: Well, Mike, today what the topic I want to talk to you about is about shooting, and uh, I've recently done some coaching clinics with a couple of really good coaches from the US. Both coaches had two completely different styles of shooting and uh, so I just want to talk about that today and to get your take on it and see if we can come up with an answer is is there a right way to coach shooting? So I want to start off by just asking your opinion uh, right away what do you think about shooting, teaching shooting?
1: I think it's it's one of those skills that uh, kids take a lot of pride in. Um, you know, they all everybody wants to be a good shooter. Everybody wants to be a good shooter. They you know, we got kids that come into the gym and talk about how good a shooter they are, and they don't they don't make anything, um, but they take a lot of pride in shooting. Um, and so, from uh, from a coach's standpoint, uh, we always emphasize. Um, you know, the simple things when it comes to shooting, making sure we're using our legs, making sure our line is straight, and making sure we flick the wrist, at the backspin. Uh, you know, we, we try to kind of help guys uh, become a little bit more efficient with their shot, uh, as well as addressing shot selection, I think. So it's one of the biggest factors in terms of, uh, you know, shooting a higher percentage making sure their shot selection is right. Um we, we spend time, a lot of time in our off-season kind of going through shots before they hit the summertime because we want to give them the best opportunity to uh, hey, take our advice and to improve on their shot in a time when, you know, it, there's not games on the line.
0: Well, let's first talk about shooting form. Um, I know I, when I teach shooting, I actually do something different than what most people, and I find when I – when I teach shooting over in Southeast Asia, a lot of times I'll get maybe forty-five minutes an hour to teach shooting, and then I may not see them for an entire year. So I actually I start with teaching the follow-through, and then I, I from the from the release and the follow-through I work backwards, and then end with the foundation and the base of the shot. And when I coached with uh, Coach Layton, uh, he starts with the traditional format of teaching from the base, uh, sitting in the chair techniques, keeping your feet squared up to the goal and then works through to the follow through. Um, And then I got with um, coach Alexander and he, he taught the, the new trend, which is the catch on a turn and the sweep and sway. So we have three different styles of, of teaching shooting and, and different, forms and um what is your take on that
1: well i mean i guess I'll, I'll start by saying i'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to when it comes to something as foundational as shooting um you know i, I know that the new techniques like the sweep and the sway and uh, you know uh, getting kids kind of turned as they as they release the ball and they, a lot of times they use uh, throwing a dart as an example um in terms of how they teach it. Um, when I hear that stuff, like part of me cringes a little bit, but I'm never, I'm never too advanced or never too fundamental or foundational to not, you know, research and look at these new techniques to see, uh, if there's uh, some validity to them. Um, I can't say personally that I'm sold on the idea of the sweep and sway and that turn as you start to release the ball. Um, but I like what you said, and I agree with what you said about uh, you know teaching in the finish because a lot of times um, the finish is the biggest part of it. The line of your hand, the, the arm, the shoulder, of the arm, the ball, um, all that has to be in line with the rim. And to me, if those things are in line with the rim, you give yourself a much greater chance of, of the ball going in. Um, you know, then you start throwing things in. About, you about know, how you flip the wrist, keep soft fingers. Uh, you know, then you start getting into you know making sure things are square. Like for me, I start with the feet when I'm teaching, and I start with the feet because I want ten toes one at the basket. Um, I might have a slight kilter to one side or the other, depending on your your release ant. Um, and then we start to talk about how you hold the ball. Then we go into our you know hips, where are our hips, how we dip down, or how we dip our hips down to gain power into our shot. Um, and so we we. We all, I think we all teach, you know, you, myself, uh, we teach things uh, very similarly in terms of the foundation of the shot and be consistent uh, with our you know, everything pointed at the rim. Um, and so when I listen to the guys, the new guys come in and start teaching, and they use guys like uh, Curry as an example, who's a fantastic shooter, uh, Lillard, um, some of these other guys who start to turn in their shot. Like I said, it makes me cringe a little bit, uh, but those guys are great shooters. But I don't think they became great shooters using that technique. I think they start to, you know, people start to adapt that technique for younger guys, um, and they're, you know, probably looking at much too far, much, uh, much farther advanced technique than you know maybe where we might be at the junior high and high school levels.
0: Yeah, and and for me, um, I'm kind of like you. Is when I learn something new. I get a little excited right away, and I immediately want to research it. And with the the catch on a turn and sweep and sway, and I kind of understand the idea of trying to get a more direct shot line because that's that's what we were just talking about with the the follow-through is is creating a more direct uh, shot line. But I I guess my definition of being squared up to the goal is a little bit different than what they are because when I look at Steph Curry, when he catches – and and begins his shot to me it looks like his feet are always squared up to the goal when he when he starts to to lift and push through the shot uh, he has a slight turn in his body to have more of a direct shot line and uh, and to me it's the follow through and the finish that makes the biggest difference. And even when I was practicing the technique and going through the sweep and sway, which the sweep and sway I really I really like, I it makes sense to me to have those to to activate those fast twitch muscles um, real early, and it speeds up the momentum. And uh, I find, found that I, I had a lot more range, and I had a lot less effort, in, uh, in projecting the shot up there. Um, but I found that it felt more natural, in the follow through to land with my feet slightly turned uh, than it did to start with my feet turned. I don't know if that makes sense to you.
1: No, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, and you know, if you watch some of the videos and you research this kind of new uh, pro shot form, um, you know, it it seems to emphasize less on the lower body and more on the upper body, um, you know, and how they release the ball and getting that line straight may feel great. It may, you know, maybe the results are great. I, I don't know. I haven't personally gone through and and practiced it myself. I probably should. Um, but to me, I just think there's something foundational. got to be a skill that works for you and it's got to be something that you can develop and it's got to be something that you're willing to rep day in and day out well, you know, I want to go now to this sweep and sway. I want to have the turn. I want to have a little dip in my shot. If I wanted to do it and do it well, I would have to put in thousands of reps in order to change it uh, because, you know, my muscle memory is set to in such a way that I've done it thousands and thousands of times. And so uh, to change it now, it's going to take a long time to break it. And I would have to be disciplined and dedicated to making
0: that change. I think what you said right there is key is the developing the muscle memory and i think any any shooting coach can agree that um, what makes a great shooter is being able to replicate the exact same form every single shot and and to do though to do that takes a lot of repetitions i've i've taught kids um with the sit in the chair technique where we sit in the chair and do the the chair shooting and then we come up out of the chair and those kids have said that that uh that shooting drill has changed their shot forever. They absolutely love it. And then we I had some of my basketball players go to uh Coach Alexander's clinic and, and have them go through that shooting technique and they said the same thing. This shooting technique has changed my shot and uh and I'm shooting a lot better than I, than what I did before. Um so is there,
1: is there a right way? There, there are you know, thousands of great shooters that have come through uh, the game of basketball, college, NBA, and if you look at their shot, there are, there are things about them, aspects about their shot that are all different. It might be in, in their initial setup. It might be, you know, you take a, a Ray Allen. A Ray Allen shot is completely different than a Reggie Miller shot you know, Reggie Miller was one of the best shooters that came through the NBA, but his his shot form was I mean, horrific. Um, you know, then you take a, like a college J.J. Redick, who seemed to have, you know, a, you know, almost flawless, you know, a shooting uh, form in, in college, and then he gets to the NBA, he can't shoot for a lick. Um, then you got Curry, and Curry's the example, the perfect example of you know, that muscle memory, his shot doesn't change. No matter if he's at, you know, 35 feet or practicing half a shots before the game or is shooting a step back, you know, it's a quick, short release, uh, you know, flick of the wrist, it, it all stays the same. Uh, but they are all different. They are all, you know, very different shots in different ways. And so to say there's one exact way or one perfect way to shoot uh, you, I would be hard pressed to say that that's true. Um, I guess to me, where the problem comes in is, you know, for example, we have a young man at our high school. Uh, he's a sophomore this year. He he's a YouTube fanatic. Uh, you know, he probably goes home and watches hundred YouTube videos a day. Um, and he has recently come to us, I guess, over the course of the summer into ball and I think he's probably changed his shot six or seven times, uh, all based on things he saw on YouTube. Um, but he's not willing to find the thing that works for him and and just rep that out. You know, he's constantly looking for what's the next best video. And honest I think what they're search some kids are he's searching for, what Bob kids search for, is what's the the least What's the most accessible, easiest way for me to make a drastic change without uh, as much work? And I think that's, unfortunately, that might be a generational thing. It might be, maybe it's just this kid. I don't know. But I'm thinking that's kind of the mentality because when you start talking about your shot, there's a lot of pride in that. Um, And whenever you go to change your shot, you're going to miss more shots than you make, especially early on, because it's something that you're developing. It's something that you're building. But doing it the way he's doing it and finding a new way to shoot every two or three weeks and putting in, you know, 50 to 60 reps in that and then deciding to change it, uh, you know, he's never going to get anywhere. It's never going to take him anywhere. But that's kind of, I guess that's the the, the worry that I have about saying, yeah, you know, there is no perfect way because there are thousands of ways to shoot on the Internet if you're so inclined to search all those different ways. But uh, they might not be what's right for you.
0: Uh, And I think, uh, being a great coach is, is being able to mentor and guide a young athlete like that and, and, uh, letting, helping him out and finding a shot technique that works best for him and encouraging him to practice more repetitions, uh, with, with that one technique to build the muscle memory. Uh, I have, I have some players very similar to that and, uh, it's, it's the same thing as they, they can never find their, their perfect shooting technique and their shooting percentages are really low because they keep going on YouTube and they try a different technique every week. So I, I think, would you agree that as coaches, part of our role is to, is to take on that responsibility and, and try to, to help them find that one technique and encourage them to stick with it?
1: Oh, absolutely. know, and that's the the big reason why we're there. You know, uh, our goal is to help uh, mentor and encourage young men to be the best versions of of themselves they possibly can be. Um, And if that, you know, if that means we have to try and influence a young man away from the YouTube sensational uh, videos that directing him in a thousand different ways then that's what we need to do if it's encouraging him to get in the gym a little bit more to stick to that one one technique or one form or one drill or whatever he's going to do and put in the reps and, and put in the time to, to perfect it uh, then that's what we need to do You know, I think unfortunately for coaches we find that uh, it tends to end in uh, not always what we were what, what we always look for situation at times, uh, but I think that's also the challenge that we face is, is breaking through those barriers and that, that, uh, that rejection uh, for in, in a lot of respects uh, for suggestions and getting them to kind of see the way that we're trying to show and what we're trying to teach and how we're trying to teach it, getting them to see the benefits of that and then encouraging them to build on that through their own time and their own repetition. For us, I know it comes down to opportunity. Uh, One of the things we try to do at Taylor is give our kids the highest opportunity possible to be successful, which is why you know preseason, off season, we open up our gym five days a week at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, We leave our gym open every single day until five five thirty, and so for eleven to eleven and a half hours, um, you know, a school is accessible for the kids, And, and of course, they have class, but. successful gym, 12 goals to be able to improve themselves and get better, uh, but taking it full circle back to what we were talking about before, they've got to uh, be decisive enough and we have to uh, guide them in the proper direction to choosing something that will work for them and then just encourage them to put that time in to build a muscle memory so that you know they find satisfaction and they find uh, fulfillment in their decision and what they're choosing to do.
0: You said something that caught my attention right there with the confidence and that just makes me think about the mentality that goes into shooting as well, where if you catch a ball and and you don't have the confidence that you can make that shot because you're unsure of your, your technique or unsure of, of whatever, um, you're going to be less successful. And and so, you know, that's one of the major reasons for, from a team perspective. As coaches, we, we design offenses to get to create rhythm and flow, uh, to create shots for players that they get over and over where they're catching and shooting in rhythm and can have the confidence that they know. I put this shot in all day in practice. I'm going to do the same in the game. Um, so how much do you think that confidence and mentality goes into being a good shooter? I, I think it uh, has.
1: You know, but the problem is, confidence comes from preparation. You know, if you have a kid that's constantly changing his shot and constantly wanting to do something different, you know, he's not going to have any confidence. He's not going to have confidence in his shot because he doesn't know it. You know, guys who know their shot and know their game and know this and know this about basketball, they're going to play with more confidence. A guy who's constantly changing things, constantly trying to manipulate the game, trying to take the easy way out, he's not gaining any confidence because it all comes from your preparation. If you're preparing the right way, if you're doing the right things, and you're developing the correct skills, um, then you're going to play with confidence. You're going to show that confidence in the game. You know, I, I I hate the saying, you know, shooters keep shooting even if they're having a bad night. I completely disagree with that. You know, if you're one for 15, stop shooting, pass the ball. You know, do something else, rebound, draw charges, play defense, do deflections. You know, if you're not doing any of those things, and if you're just a shooter and you're one for 15, you're going to be better off sitting on the bench because chances are you're not doing all those other things. And so that kind of mantra has gone on over and over and over again for years oh, shooters just keep shooting. Players have to learn how to do a multitude of different things on the floor, and they can't just be shooters. And so confidence has to grow, not only in their shooting, confidence has to be there in their defense, in their passing. In how they transition to defense and how they run the floor offensively, I mean, there's a lot of things in basketball that you can play with confidence with. But again, it all comes back to how they're preparing, what they're preparing with, um, and just the amount of time they're putting in the gym. Uh, You know, I I laugh because there's been there's been some you know images going out you know of a kid and he looks like he's playing AU and AU's huge near the states. he looks like he's kind of waiting for an AU game to start, and uh, he's looking at his phone, and the little saying on the picture is, oh, yeah, coach, I got in the gym. I got a lot of shots in, and he was just sitting there texting on his phone. And that happens more than we like to admit um, when guys just kind of get distracted and they're they're not very intentional about their work. Well, that guy's going to be confident in his Instagram game and his Twittering. Um, Probably not going to be confident when it comes to shooting and ball handling all those things, because he spent more time on his phone than he does at. so
0: I think we, we can agree that being a great shooter has to be involved, being intentional about getting into the gym, taking advantage of those opportunities and putting the work in and the repetitions to build, to build the confidence in your form and to build the muscle memory. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely, you know, nothing comes easy, and the things that are easy probably aren't worth having anyways. So uh, you put in the work, you be intent, you're intentional about what you're doing and how you're doing it. You know, uh, good things will happen from that.
0: Well, Coach Mike, appreciate you having you on the World Who's Podcast, and uh, I think this is a great lesson, great talk on becoming a great shooter. Well, I really- Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you want to find more information about World Hoops, you can go to our website, www.world-hoops.com. If you want to contact Coach Mike, you can contact him through world-hoops.com. And we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast.